All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first official episode of the Geeson Brothers podcast. Um, as you can see, if you're watching this, uh, I am in my office shooting this because uh, I messed up the original intro pretty bad. So I wanted to give it another shot uh, and let you guys know to expect a bunch of mistakes you know, coming out of the gate because neither my brother nor myself know what we're doing at all. So for those that don't know, my name is Chayton Geeson. Uh, my brother is Rudolph or Rudy Geeson. Uh, and this is the Geeson Brothers Podcast where we will primarily be talking uh, about kind of business and motivational things. Um, but then, you know, also just kind of messing around because you know, why not? We're having a lot of fun with it. And we haven't even released our first episode yet. We've shot three times, uh, one of which will be released. The other two were just to kind of get comfortable and stuff. So anyway, this episode is kind of about establishing a baseline. So we introduce my brother and kind of go over his story, how he got to where he is, um, you know, in his industry. And the next episode will probably do the same thing for me. And then we'll go further into detail in the future, I'm sure. Uh, but we wanted to just, like I said, establish a baseline and get everybody up to speed on who we are, where we are in life, and you know what to expect in the future. So without further ado, guys, please enjoy. Um, and as you're about to see me uh, explain to you that we need you to leave some feedback for us. You know, leave comments, send us messages, tell us we're awful. You know, any feedback is better than no feedback. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy everything and are able to help us, you know, continue to grow this and provide you with content that you guys actually want to uh, listen to or watch, depending on how you're, um, I was going to say absorb, but I don't think that's right. So anyway. However you guys are uh, getting this podcast slash YouTube stuff, um, you know, how about I just stop talking? I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys watch. Thanks. And then we're going to be posting these on YouTube to begin with. Um, and we're still working out the kinks as far as posting on other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, stuff like that. Uh, so as soon as they're out there, you know, wherever you guys want to leave comments on what you want to see, please, please do, because the more feedback we have, the better that we can be at this. Um, we've got a list of topics that we'll start running through, you know, on the next couple of episodes. But anyway, for now, uh, Rudy, would you like to explain, because I'm sure a lot of people want to know how you went from, uh, you know, where you were, uh, i.e. in high school, you wanted to be a welder, and, you know, we'll go over all that in the future, but... You wanted to be a welder, join the Marine Corps, and then now you're in the life insurance industry, which is a huge jump and something nobody, I'm sure none of us ever thought was going to happen. So no. explain to me and the listeners <clears throat> how you made it to where you are and why you took those steps. So, um, yeah. So first off, with life insurance, I don't think it's anything that you you decide just to jump into. It's something you just, like, accidentally stumble into. Uh, it's not a job someone wakes up and, like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go sell some life insurance and <laughs> talk about death all day. Um, but when I transitioned out of the military, I went back to welding like you uh, 
said there uh, it's what I wanted to do out of high school but uh, I decided to do that I did it for about six months eight months and decided the people I was working with they wanted me to do some sketchy stuff I have my CDL and I was not uh, comfortable doing illegal activities with uh, the truck and trailer and hauling some very illegal loads so I decided to step away and as soon as I stepped away uh, ironically enough, one of my Marine Corps buddies reached out and said, I got this opportunity. You could be your own boss and, uh, you don't, you know, you can go s- sell life insurance and make some money. And all I heard was make money. So, so <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing. So, you know, how long outside of the Marine Corps, um, did it take for you to decide that that company wasn't right and that welding wasn't right? So uh, it's not the fact that I didn't like what I was doing. I like working with my hands. I always have. I mean, we grew up with jobs of construction, you know, um, equipment, uh, operating equipment, welding mechanics. Um, It was more the fact I, I didn't like being told what to do when it wasn't right. It's funny coming out of the Marine Corps that all of a sudden now you don't like being told what to do. Yeah, but in there I hadn't... Yeah, you don't have a choice, right? Like you don't... I don't have a choice, but it wasn't a a thought. It was just the greater good of the individuals, not... Here it Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like... On the outside it doesn't seem as if your Everyone's actions align to the greater good it's just everyone's action aligns to themselves right and that was a very hard thing to get past for me when my thought process was always let me think about everyone else before myself exactly and and i mean same with me when i got out you know and i worked for these companies coming from the marine corps where you know you're working for the betterment of your brothers and sisters to your left and to your right and everybody although you know there's a couple people in the mix that seem not to care um it's still Overall, if something happens, everybody's working towards each, you know, towards a, a similar goal and making sure that everybody else is taken care of. Um, the I noticed that too when I got out that it was like, holy crap, nobody, like nobody cares about anyone else. No, um, it's sad. which has been something that both of us have fought. You know that specific trait that we have, where we we still care about other people. You know, and and making sure that they. Cost me a lot of money. Yeah, that they uh, do better in life um, and, and trying to help people. So I, I noticed that too when I got out that, wow, this is, uh, you know, no, nobody seems to care about anyone but themselves. So, um, you know, why why should we, right? But anyway, keep going. So you figured that out and you, you decided, you know, this, this, I'm tired of listening to these people and then making these decisions and going above and beyond and, and not being taken seriously you know like i don't when you go above and beyond working for that company same as me um nothing happened they just said hey good now do more you know and that's always what it was it was just a taller ladder the next day because you showed the enthusiasm and the ability to be able to do those tasks and then it was just what else can get thrown on them with no additional pay or no additional benefits there and it's like there's so much an individual can take before they break and uh, you and I have the ability to 
whatever we touch we provide a very high quality product in the end right and most people take advantage of that so the only way we could control that is by more or less working for ourselves yep. so we could get paid for the quality product if mm-hmm. that makes sense so so rather than um like you said welding was your passion so rather than welding and starting a company welding you had a buddy come to you and say hey you can make a lot of money doing life insurance so yeah, um, didn't know anything about sales. Um, <laughs> dive into that a little bit. I, Which, so real quick, didn't know anything about sales. That is a super sales specific and sales heavy industry. It, well, it was in home sales, and I had nothing to awful. do with it. And the thing is, the individual who brought me on. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I still commend him. I still thank him to this day to bring me on to the opportunity. Um, all I have to say is a very hard lesson learned. Vet your business partners very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, just because someone says they make money doesn't mean they can help you make money. That's a good point. Um, so with that being said, I jumped, I, I jumped straight in. Uh, I was very naive. Uh, spent a lot of money. I made a good portion of it back, just not enough on what I was spending. So I went about 30000 in debt in uh, buying leads, buying, you know, being able to prospect. Uh, it took me about a year to be able to figure out how to actually sell the product to be able to bounce back at that point. So, I'm going to pause real quick. <laughs> 30000 in debt before yeah. a year. How many months you hit $30,000 in debt? Uh, it's like month four. Month four, okay. Yeah. Four months in, you're $30,000 in the hole. And you don't stop and say, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm getting out of this. I'm going to go and get another job. I've got a thick head. When <laughs> Once I dive into something, even if it's failing, it's I, I had my hands on it. I have to turn it around and make it something worthwhile. Right. So keep um, So four months in, you're $30,000 in debt, and you are still still heavily making mistakes, right? Oh, yeah. I knew nothing about entrepreneurship. Like I, I, <laughs> At that point, I've helped you with the accounting of your business when you were creating right, it. Yep. But it wasn't anything to do with... None of the other aspects of owning I knew company. leadership, but I wasn't actually doing anything with leadership because the only person I was leading was me. Exactly. So it took two, three years to figure out what exactly I was doing, to be, you know, figure out how to sell the product. And then it was, at that point, let me build an agency. And then now it's more or less... Uh, I own an agency and a marketing organization to be able to help them out. So mm-hmm. I own two businesses now, but in the beginning, I did not see myself doing life insurance. It was a very last minute, just kind of in the moment because I just decided to step away from welding. Yep. It was just a perfect storm, and then I kind of weathered it for a little while with the debt, and then... Um, for like two years, I did Uber and and insurance just to be able to not quit because I'm not going to quit at it. Is there breaks that I took maybe like a month or two off? 100% because in entrepreneurship, the, the mental game, and obviously we'll talk about that here in, in future episodes, but the, the mental fortitude and the mental uh, um, strength, well, strength, that you need to continue and just push once you're like, okay, well, I'm $30,000 down. I have to Uber just to be able to make payments. None of the money I make is actually going towards anything, but I still need to put eight hours a day towards this still. 
and right. grow. It's like, well, I, I'm putting in thousands of hours for nothing, but we'll, we'll get to that. But more or less, um, insurance agency owner and marketing organization for, for the most part now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so something that's different in your industry too versus you know most, I don't want to say all, but most industries that you might start a business in um, is that, like you said, you had uh, your business partner, but but really you call them uplines, right? It's like yeah. essentially, uh, you know, if we divert back to military talk, you know, it's, it's a chain of command, right? Mm-hmm. So you are brought in underneath somebody, and this is where there's a negative connotation with the life insurance industry. Yes, there because is. Because everybody, um, you know, equates it to a pyramid scheme. Even though it's not the same thing, it feels like that from the outside. It's because of the structuring of it is because there's a, a chain of command. But if you want to think of pyramid schemes, look at the military. You could look at the military and say it's a pyramid scheme because it's top down. Right. It's Again, it's just simply because of the way that you guys sell your products mm-hmm. or, or not, not the way you now because you've changed it and you've made it different and something that anybody can become successful at because you provide the correct, um, you know, mentorships and tools, software. Yep. Um, but, but when you started, you know, that's what you expected because you came out of the Marine Corps. Yeah. And the guy who brought you in was a Marine. So you expected SOPs, policies in place, just even, even if you didn't have that, you expected to lean on him and say, look, I don't know how to do this. Help me get started. And, that's not what happened, and the reason no. is because the you know the most of your industry, again with the whole we go back to pyramid scheme, um, the person at the top makes the most money because the more people underneath them they get a percentage of each one of those sales. Mm-hmm. So that's all that that this individual seemed to care about was to get you underneath him, and then oh he'll just start selling policies and I'll make money off of him. But he never gave you the guidance or the, the proper coaching. You know, he was there for a little bit of what was needed, right? Um, and answered maybe a couple of your questions at the beginning. But uh, for somebody uh, whose strengths aren't, you know, you're, uh, you've come a long way. But at the beginning, your strength was not going into someone's home. I was that, definitely not indoor sales. That doesn't want you to be there no. and, uh, and selling a policy. Um, so... They set you up for failure, and you did not quit. You kept going. You pushed through. And then, you know, again, you, you continued to make mistakes, which is necessary, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and you ended up kind of revolutionizing your industry and your space and turning it into what you have now, which, again, you said was a marketing company and what was the other one? An insurance agency. And, and a regular agent. Uh, but... It's not the standard policies that don't make a lot of money, right? Like you, yeah, no. you went away from the initial policies that you were selling to a policy that um, it's more advanced, has a higher return, but also is a better benefit for those that are, you know, opting in to that policy. And you know that the fact that you had the ability to overcome. You know the the thirty thousand dollars in debt, which I'm sure at some point it was more than that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you you overcame all of that, uh, and then still, you know, you were focusing on growing uh, because you knew that you were good at leadership, and you knew that you were good at creating systems. So 
it took you a while to get off of the whole I need to sell, I need to go in these homes and sell things, which is a uh, you know one of your one of the traits or qualities that are are your least strong at. You know what I mean? So you you decided it took you a while, but you decided you know what I'm better at these two. Let me focus on these two. So you started recruiting individuals to sell underneath you. But what you did differently was you gave them the tools that they needed to sell, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the mentorship and the guidance. <laughs> yes, that's and, lacking in this industry. And, and you made it so that if somebody signs up underneath you, they don't fail. And that is, that is you know, something that, that, is, that needs to be said because too many people in your industry Well, I want to just add one key point to that. You are not bound to fail with the system if you do one thing, work. Yeah, if you, if you put I in can't the time. help people who are lazy, and right. that's just one thing I've, I've figured out in this system. Is there's a lot of people who say they're willing to work and willing to move, but right when you dangle that fruit in front of their face and you give them everything, they don't move. Yep, and I mean that's that's every industry across the board, right? It, but it, but yours. Yours probably a little more so because, again, the, the way that people recruit is, hey, you can make a lot of money real quick. Come do this. So yeah. people think, oh, I don't, you know, whatever. Well, I can the- work a couple hours a day, make a bunch of money, and that's just not what it is. So it's actually ironic. Every new individual that I recruit, I actually tell them, you have to be here for six months and sell a certain amount before you can recruit because the last thing I want is people to come in underneath you. And for me to have to do all the work for you. Exactly. Yep. So good, there's good. a requirement for it because I'm not being an MLM. Let's just build massive and then have a thousand people go, I don't know what's going on. I'm not making money here. This isn't the opportunity I signed up for. Yep. That's never going to be the case. So, all right. So you that's what you did in the insurance mm-hmm. uh, agent space yes and then on top of that you said i think there's there's a there's more opportunity here to make more money yeah and then you move to the marketing space talk a little bit about that how did how did you make that transition you say "Uh, you know what there's there's more opportunity here let me go to this um, so it all started with the debt so Mm -hmm. the debt came from purchasing leads purchasing information that people filled out online to be able to call and sell to I figured out that all the leads that I was buying was resold to other agents after that, you know, after I sold them, they just get resold again and again and again. Because so one more. So again, that is something that you were taught was the only way you have to go buy these leads and sell these leads. That's it. That's what you were taught when you started. Yes. The only way was that. Now, the other way was instead of using the insurance company that you're with or the, the IMO, you then go find independent marketing companies and you buy from them instead. Then I figured out, well, if they're just doing that, I'm smart enough to re-engineer what the heck they are doing. So instead of paying $40 for a lead, let me figure out exactly how much they're spending. And even if I mess it up, maybe I can get it for 30 and not 40 mm-hmm. So I went and learned Facebook ads, uh, a little bit of um, TikTok ads, not much but really Facebook. And from there, I figured out how to just set up the ads, get the campaigns running with Facebook forms. And then I was like, I can get leads for half the cost that they're selling it for. (laughs) There's no way I can't talk to my network now after two, three years of in the insurance industry Mm -hmm. and help out 
other individuals and help them out at a cheaper rate. Right. So that's how I first stepped into it. Um, it was really looking for a lead for myself and for the couple individuals I had with me. And then it morphed into what well, was doing so well and I expanded it so quick. I was able to help out 10, 15, 20, 30 agents a month. And then from there after, you know, three, four months, I was able to more or less step away from producing and just focus on produce, uh, making the lead for the agents and growing the business uh, on the insurance side. So uh, it was more or less just that way. And then I got into, at the end, when I had more time, website building, more or less CRM system to be able to go from lead to client acquisition, being able to text them, being able to email them, making sure the whole system is more or less automated for my agents to make it easier so they don't always have to be dialing. Awesome. Yeah, so so you... Again, out of the Marine Corps, you did you did welding for what four months, five months, maybe more than that. Maybe it was it was, it was six. I think it was almost a year, was if it? I'm not mistaken. It was like seven or eight months. Doesn't matter. Whatever. All, all I know, it was terrible. I know I did it in the summer and a little bit into the winter because I I froze my butt off up yeah. on top of the steel. Yeah, yeah. It so, was terrible. Um, you know, a lot of you know that we're in Florida, but. And you're going to make fun of us because we get cold now. But I'm telling you, it's a different cold, okay? Especially when you're up on steel uh, in the wind. 60, 70 feet up with the wind chill. Yeah, it's not 32 fun. degrees with 100% humidity. It's it's like ice. ice well, you air. get up there and it's just, it's literally just slick. Yeah. And you're up there trying to clip off, trying not to fall, slip, and then you go to weld, and because it's wet, you get shocked at the same time, and it's cold. It's, it's terrible. Exactly. So we actually, um, I don't know, I can't speak for you on this, but I moved away from New York because I work construction, and I was sick and tired of my hands freezing every time I went outside to, to pick up a hammer and drive a couple nails. So I moved down here, and it's just as freaking cold. Luckily, it's only you know cold for a month or two. Yeah, but like it, you know, a couple hours in the morning, and then it's bearable. Um, and it's only you know a couple weeks a year, so I, I much rather take that. But it it was definitely a surprise when I got down here and and, uh, and realized that it's it's freezing it's as well. So anyway, um, six to eight months you were out uh, welding, and then you got the call. You said, "All right, I'm going to try insurance." Um, yeah. So you went and did that. And didn't work for first year or so. Yeah. Then you started really um, discovering that there were different ways of doing business, uh, which could have been avoided if you had, you know, the proper uh, person mentor a- a- above and, you. Well, and, and that's the thing is, in the beginning, is those first few months, I made good, like I made five figures and issued paid to me. Multiple mm-hmm. times, it just didn't outweigh the amount of money I was spending in leads. Yeah, because they, because there was just no guidance. And the thing is, the leads that I had, half, I'll say three fourths, did not get worked yeah. because it just no guidance on how to do it. Right, and uh, and the the quality of the leads were not were not great. <sighs> no. So no, you found a way to change that, uh, and you worked. So uh, what's it been now? Three. Three years you've been doing that? Almost yeah, just exactly. a little. No, a little over the... Uh, everything went in beginning of February. Yeah, okay. So so 
perfect. Um, and then now your uh, the other thing to note too is that neither one of us are billionaires or anything like that. We just um, you know we're passionate about what we do, and we're still in the growing process. So. You know, we want to share what we've done and what we're doing now to help out whoever we can help out. Uh, because we're not done. You know, we're not, you know. Oh, no. I, I honestly <laughs> think by 40, I've, I've already, I said it out to, to my wife yesterday, and she looked at me like I was crazy. I really think there's a billion by 40. See, that's great. Um, I, I'm not that optimistic for myself, but good for you. <laughs> I really think there's a billion before 40. Yeah. Uh, but see, like, that's the point is, you know, we started this podcast early so that you can be with us for the entire process. All right. It's, uh, we both have some experience in our fields and have done certain things that have set us, brought us to where we are now. Um, that could help other people, but also we're still trying new things every day learning from our mistakes. We still make mistakes every day. Uh, and, you know, we want to share all that with you guys so that hopefully you um, don't make those mistakes or learn from ours, uh, which if you're like us, um, there's a couple things, you know, uh, we'll, we'll probably have to do my, I'll do my introduction next time. But, um, you know, with the mistakes, there were people that told us not to do certain things. Actually, you. More often than not, you come to me and ask me for advice, and then don't listen to it. <laughs> so, because we're stubborn, right? And we we see we do all this research, we find this thing, and we say, you know what, this is going to work. And then we'll run it by whoever we were able to run it by. I had a mentor, you know, he he has plenty of mentors, um, and sometimes those mistakes become mistakes. You know what I mean? Sometimes those ideas we have, where we ask for advice, uh, and then don't listen to the advice end up screwing us but but then there's the times that we don't listen to the advice and good things happen <laughs> you, you know what's crazy and i think that's just part of entrepreneurship more times or not the times i've went to people and they're like this is a bad idea it has turned out to be the best idea and made me the most money mm -hmm. because i go and ask and this is something I've recently been able to like uh, pull back the curtains on is if I go ask someone about my industry who's not in my industry, they're more than likely going to tell me it's a bad idea because they don't know my industry. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day is who are your mentors? And like you said, I have multiple mentors because I have multiple. I have a mentor in the insurance space, and then I have a mentor in just the business building space. Yeah, and they give me two different advices because they have different experiences. Right in those fields. Yeah, and I don't think you know uh, by you coming to me for advice, I wasn't meaning in the business in regular life. Oh no no no! Almost. I, I know. I know what you mean by that. But <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, you know, in the business aspect, you're never. Um, mo most things we agree on and we see eye to eye on, and uh, we are in different industries, but, um, a lot of the stuff, you know, when you come to me for something business related, um, whatever advice I give you is, uh, is not tailored towards your, your industry. It's just regular business practices that I've learned since I started a little bit before. Oh, no, no. I know you, you pulled back and you're generic on it. But yeah, yeah. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, and that's, that's the point I want to make is. Uh, just because we've made the mistakes um, and we tell you, you know, how things happened, 
uh, doesn't mean that it's going to happen that same way for you. So um, just keep that in mind because, again, we've, we've gotten advice from people that we haven't listened to and things have worked out great. So, uh, But there are some generalities that there's a good chance some things may go left or right for you. Anyway, um, I think we've only got about a minute left, so we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. Um, would you have changed anything? Uh, you know, any, like, are you happy that you ended up with insurance? I am very, very set in my ways that I, no matter what decision I make, it's there. So I don't live with any type of regrets. It's the, it's all a lesson eventually. So in, you know, 30 years, if it didn't go the right way, I'm just going to get a lesson from it and point the right way. That's, right. that's how I think. I, I don't look at it any other way. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. So uh, next time, I guess we'll go ahead and run through my stuff. And uh, again, if uh, you guys have any anything you want us to talk about after that, um, let us know. We're we're gonna try and again do two different series. One related to business people, and after a couple of weeks, we'll try and start shooting to have some guests on here. We got a couple people, you know, in mind that we would like to have on here um, that are. <laughs> Obviously, we're not famous. We don't. We can't get any famous people on here yet. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors yet. But uh, we would, um, you know, there's a couple people that I think could bring some good information to us, um, either that are business related or um, just, you know, the the right mindset for for what we're trying to uh, convey to people. So, uh, I guess for now, we'll we'll close this one out, and we'll see you. Uh, We'll see you next time.